0: Running, going, sent, they are very synonymous with the preaching of the gospel. If people are not willing to go, if men are not willing to be sent, if men find other ways rather than going the work will not be accomplished I believe that you are here tonight you and I to hear the word of God so that we will change our style and go for Jesus Amen Father we have come Not because it's Wednesday and we just, as usual, want to come. We believe that you have a reason for our gathering because the Bible says, Unto you shall the gathering be. This night we give you thanks, we give you praise. We give you glory and we ask also that you would do us good by opening our hearts to the word of God in the name of Jesus. Father, it's clear that sometimes we become some way to your word. But you have power and your word has power. You declared your word as a hammer. Let a hammer break every hard ground in the name of Jesus and penetrate into our hearts so that, O God, we will find ourselves being obedient to your will. Thank you for offerings. Thank you for one another. Holy Spirit, our great teacher. Have your own way to our hearts tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight we are going to be touching on the subject to the highways to bring them in. Amen. To the highways to bring them in I want to state that among different things that God would have us to do teaching people encouraging people blessing people Nobody is exempted from having to go and bring a soul to Christ. Hallelujah. And so I want this with us so that we can with a committed embark on this truth. Believer who is not conscious of bringing others in, we, sh- we fall short of something. Trust God that You and I will not our calling. To the highways to bring them in. There was a parable that in Luke chapter 14, we will read from verse 16 all the way down to 24. The Bible says, Then he said to him, Jesus, because somebody has made a statement. Saying that, blessed is he who shall in the kingdom of God. The person made that statement, blessed is he bread in the kingdom of God. As soon as he finished saying that, the Bible says, then Jesus said to him, that fellow a great supper, and invited many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come, for all things are now ready. But one accord began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of and I must go and see to have me excused. And another said, I have bought men and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me. Still another one said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So, he came and reported these things to his master the being angry said to his servant go out quickly into the streets and and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the blind and the servant it is done as you commanded and still there is room. Hallelujah. Then the master said to them, Go out into the highways and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say to you that none of these men who were invited shall taste my supper. Amen. Jesus made some remarkable statements and parables that he brought to us that sometimes I would urge you to make some time and sit down in the presence of the Holy Spirit and reason things out with him. Somebody has said how blessed it will be to have dinner in the presence of the Lord or supper. Uh, to be a part of the table of the Lord. And the Lord speaks to him this. And so our topic tonight, as we can see in reading the Scriptures, came very clear. Go out. That's why I made a statement after the song. Going, running, Whatever that has to do with movement goes with the preaching of the gospel. Amen. Jesus in the verse 16 a certain man gave a a great supper and invited how many people? Many people. Praise the Lord. Immediately it strike me that You know, the desire of God is not to have few people in heaven. Hallelujah. That's not the desire of God. The desire of God is to have many people to come to heaven. And it's so happening that Satan also doesn't want to suffer in hell alone. So he's also doing his best to get as many as he can to go to hell. But Jesus, in giving this parable, made some significant statements. And I believe that he was telling us about this great supper that would take place in heaven. That every human being ought to be there. Hallelujah. A certain man gave this and invited many people. Not a few. Many people to come. And he had his strategy. Let me start with certain people. Hallelujah. I was digging about the Israelites. Do you know that the rejection of Jesus by the Israelites is what brought you and I into Christ? Praise the Lord. The Bible said he came to his own. John one eleven and twelve. And his own let me see John one eleven and twelve. He came to his own, and his own receive him not. And when you go to Romans chapter 9, chapter 10, chapter 11, and you begin to study, there is much emphasis on the fact that it is because the Israelites rejected the Savior. And then God said, okay, let's turn to the Gentiles. Now, this invitation has gone forth. And I want to say something That you should never forget. You know last week. How I wish the whole church were here. When we had this pastor come and share on evangelism. If you are interested. I will plead with you. Go get the tape. The CD. And listen to it. There were some things that he mentioned. That I must tell you. (laughs) I learned a lot from them. He said something. He said, The reason why evangelism seemed to be going down, though there are believers, is as simple as men love the world more than Jesus. And he proved it by scriptures. Hallelujah. And it, I mean, it's so clear. If you even sit down and you think about it carefully, you will find out that the reason why, if we even created opportunity for us to come and go and preach it, people don't come, is because their priorities are set. I work the whole week, it's a Saturday, I don't have the time. But may I say something to you? There has to be a going before there can be a fulfillment of the great commission. Amen. If never was any going, that's why Jesus, the other day I began digging about the word going and I saw that even right from the Old Testament, there was, any, in, in fact, even in the Old Testament, any time there was anything of such, you see that, they will use a big capital G to start with go. They are all in the Old Testament. And so, going or bringing yourself into it is something that every believer must yield his heart to do. Hallelujah. He came to his own. His own receive him not. If they had received him, that would have been a different subject. But because they didn't receive him, God still said, many ought to be saved. And so the door was opened wide. As many as received him, he gave them the power to become the children of God. Even as many as call upon the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So when the Bible said that a certain man had a supper. Now let's twist. A great supper. You see how God is speaking? A great supper. It's not an ordinary supper. There's going to be a great gathering in heaven. Very great where nations, races, different kinds of people will be gathered to eat with the Son of God. You must look forward to that. But before then, this is what the Bible says. And invited many, it is God's desire that everyone here tonight will be a partaker of this great supper that will take place not many days from now. Hallelujah. It's very important. You cannot fix your eyes on wanting to be a part of it and I tell you, the Holy Spirit will help you and guide you as you move to make it to be a part of it. In the verse 17, and he sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, Come, for the things are now ready. Praise the Lord. He sent his servant at supper time. In other words, when everything else had been cooked and the table has been set, That was when he sent. Do you know what that means? It simply means that if somebody were to receive Jesus today and he dies, he will make it. If somebody were to receive Jesus today and he doesn't even die immediately and he consistently walks with the Lord Jesus, he will make it. What it takes for the supper in heaven... To be done, had already been done. That is Jesus dying on the cross. That's why he said, it when supper was ready. It is the, the supper is already done. You know, just before Jesus died, God did a significant something two thieves on the cross with him. They were not saviors. They were hanging there because they were murderers and thieves. They had killed. And one of them said, you are hanging here with us. We will know who we are. Many things are happening now to show indeed that you really have power. Save yourself and save us. And another said, Don't blaspheme. Don't do that. Can't you see the things happening around this man proves that indeed he is the son of God. When he had rebuked his fellow and then he said, When you go to your kingdom, remember me. That statement is valuable in the Bible. The Bible said, today you shall be with me in paradise. So when I hear the word of God saying that, come for all things are now ready. Anybody that shall enter shall be saved. Hallelujah. What does that mean for you and I? What does that really, really mean for you who is sitting here? Do you know that more and more these valuable things that should cause the life of every believer when he wakes up in the morning to think about that? Do you know that these things are dying down and they don't matter to us anymore? We can think about anything else but not... Readiness to offer salvation, because anybody who hears to come, who hear to come in, shall be saved. We we don't consider it. And I want to tonight, want to beg you that please, taking steps to tell somebody to be saved, is more important than anything else. Why? Because for all things are now ready they are ready when somebody is coming to jesus he doesn't need any purification or sacrifice the greatest sacrifice had been done already he's been paid for come For all things are ready. Everything that will allow you to be accepted by God has been provided. That's what it means. That's what what it means. He sent a servant. Do you know that anyone who would take up this responsibility, heavens will smile at you. Anybody who becomes very mindful of inviting people to the supper, you would become a friend of God. Today evangelism doesn't mean much. And very soon you will hit the road and you will see why it doesn't mean much. It is ready. Child of God, somebody's salvation is in your hands. Release the word of God. And this person will be a part of this supper. I notice that sometimes people would even meet people and it will not even occur to them that I must offer them this invitation. They can talk about anything else that pertains to their lives but not the invitation to the great supper. I beg you, wherever you are working, may I remind you one more time that you are God's representative to invite people to the supper of the Lord. Your refusal to do that Would cause somebody's damnation forever. And that should never happen to you. Amen. Come. All things are ready. Verse 18. But they all with one accord. Began to make excuses. It was a big wahala for me. But I could see it's life, in our day-to-day life, I could see it without a shadow of a doubt. The people who were invited to come, specific people were giving with invitation cards, come! They were the very people who the Bible says with one accord. And I'm just wondering whether they sat down together to say, when He gives us invitation, we are not going. Because when I read the word With one accord. I said, uh-uh. But I noticed that it is so. People love their earthly work. I'm not saying don't work. They love their earthly work more than the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where the one accord comes in. It's the same spirit that tells people that you are busy Is the same that tells them not to do it. So the Bible says, with one accord, began to make excuses. So I observe that, brethren, anything that will prevent you from inviting somebody to the kingdom of God, anything that will prevent you from inviting anyone to the kingdom of God simply means... You would have no justification. You are only making excuses. Amen. Are you understanding me? It's so simple. I didn't put it there. It's in the Bible. He says they all with one of God began to make excuses. The first said, I have bought a piece of ground. And I must go and see to it. Or and see it. Ah, not even see to it. And see it. I ask you to have me excused. Praise the Lord. I don't know how you are reasoning about this saying of Jesus. The Bible said, My supper is ready bringing people to christianity is not a bad thing it's a good thing they are coming to enjoy life eternal they are coming to enjoy the best if they were living in sin as they come to the supper they will change praise the lord if they were living anyhow as they come to the supper Transformation would take place. But listen to this. Men love themselves so much that they did not care. So last Wednesday when I heard the preacher man led to hit these things in my heart, I said, Lord, deal with me. Let me not spend too much time And esteem everything that I do at the detriment of inviting somebody to Christ. I was praying in my heart. Because you see, I have bought a piece of ground. I must go and see to it. It is true. What was the man doing? He was a business tycoon. He loved his business, through or false. Oh, you are not minding me. If he did not love his business more than that invitation, he would have said, I want to go. But to say wisdom is not right because they will to pick up. What piece of land? Oh, I must think. At the end of it, which we shall come to that shortly, that you see that the master was furious and said, They will never. I must go and see to it. I must go and see it. I have bought it. I must go and see it. It has become my priority. May I please plead with you, when it comes to the things of God, make God first. You see, when you don't deliberately make God first, something else can make him God doesn't force anybody to make him first in their lives. He presents his Bible, his word, that shall love the Lord with all of your soul, with all of your mind. He presents his just as it is. And so God is now here. I have made my supper. Please. And enjoy the supper. And because they have their own free will. They chose what they wanted. And I have seen it in many, many people. Christian people choose what they want. But tonight I plead with you. In the name of Jesus. That you will choose what is right. That God likes. Amen. I must go and see it. I ask you. To have me. Sure. Then I have found out that no matter what you want to do as a child of God, even if you want to do bad, you can ask for excuse to do bad. Oh, say and you mean it because you love it. Is somebody listening? The, 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 in fact, with the faith, you don't ask God to say, make me do it. Whatever you know is right to do, do it, and you'll be blessed. But God will never force you. He will never force you. We are the ones who have to bring ourselves to the point when we will love Him so much that we can be like those brethren. How can I do such a thing against my God? It is based on love, it is not based on compassion. It is based on understanding. And I have, you, know, even in this faith, apart from a conclusion that do anything. If you want to choose somebody's here, you can decide to choose. And nobody will stop you. If you want to, if you want to, whatever you do, God has made it such that it's a choice. May you use your wisdom for the right kinds of choices. You know why the man was angry? Because he has invested so much into the supper. Jesus, God, you see, now that's why the the Bible says that the world is judged already because the Son has come. A man is condemned when he doesn't have Jesus. So, because the solution is what Jesus. So, if a man doesn't take in the Son. No matter what he does, he can build a church for, the ch- for God. Human beings may say, yes, you've done well. But it will mean nothing before the Lord. So brethren, what we are discussing tonight is very crucial. Hallelujah. I must go. sit to it, I ask you to have me excused. And I noticed that the servant didn't say anything. Okay. It was only when you got to the master and said, this person said that, that person said that, that person said that. The master said, no problem. But this thing is, the investment in it is so much that we cannot let it go wasted. Hit am- another to the highways. Go to the byways. Go everywhere on the hedges. So if we sit on this evangelism business, we have no excuse. Hallelujah. Another point to what he said. And another one said, Bought five yokes of oxen. And I'm going to test them. Can I, I can hear the sound of that scripture. For all seek their own, not the things of Christ. I have bought it. I'm going to test them. What be more important to me than what you are asking me to come and do? I pray. I said, I don't factor to hit on the road. I know it is my duty to hit the road. And I would do it willingly. Praise the Lord. You can decide to do it willingly. He comes in, he says that me to have something new. I must pay attention to it. May I say us that the path The work of God is already set. Just do it wherever you go. Anybody you got, tell the person I'm inviting you to the supper, because it's a great supper of God. Hallelujah! Please, if this church can catch up with evangelism and the spreading of the not only in crusades, but God will be happy with us. The supper is great. It's not ordinary supper. It's a great supper. I am going to test them. You know, this is in the Bible. This is in the Bible. And what is the reason of it being in the Bible? May apply wisdom to our hearts. Hallelujah. God wants us not to be ignorant at all. God wants us not to take this invitation for granted. God wants us. It is one of the... Priorities for every believer. Go bring them, go bring them to the highway everywhere. Now these people, one has given an excuse of something that I know that we get to the point that the things that we are blessed with cripples us. May you be released tonight. I, to have me excused. Verse 20 of this portion, very much. Can we all read it? One, two. His own is direct. His own is FKF. I'm on my honeymoon. There is no libelibi la balaba. Please, I won't come. I thought he was very honest. This one was direct. Friend, woman, I don't want no, no business. Take your supper and let me enjoy my life. What does that mean? But I observed that everything was all about each one of them. And that's where I was troubled in my heart. Everything was all about each one of them. So what does that mean? Meaning that in hearing this, may we come to the point when we will sit down and begin to weigh things that have crippled us doing what God wants us to do, so we can make amends. I stood here a bit and I smiled to myself. First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse twenty-nine. There's a very strong message there. First Corinthians. Uh, can we see now? 1 2. But this I say, brethren, the time is what? So that. Ah. Ah. So his honeymoon has been thrown off. Unless you don't know the Bible. That's why it's important to study to show yourself approved. A very good excuse, but God is saying that, you know, this evangelism business is so crucial that you must get to the point where you are married, do, no, but you have to behave as if you are not I can't come. It's not today, my husband, my husband, so I cannot come. Please get up from wherever you As the Lord is leading somebody's invitation to the Great Supper, don't take it for granted. Do everything you can to bring that soul in. Because it's more important than anything. Now, here in the epistles, we are being told that, brethren, the time for us to in so short. So that none, so that from on you see what how the Bible puts it. From now on, from now on everybody say from now on. So Bible is putting it that from now on, what you need to be busy about is constant people in why is the Lord excuses are not acceptable. I pray that none of us will get to the point when God, we will get there. He will say to you, Do you know that I I was waiting on you to do this and you didn't do? I don't... That kind of statement... uh Uh-uh. Let's look forward to hearing such a thing... Such as... Thou good and faithful servant... Enter to your rest. Brethren... If... People don't know... You and I will know... The time is short. Our angel... The angel of this church... Is already recording... That on the social and so. The message came forth that the time is short. So it as if they are not married, so as to be able to have the invitation of the kingdom. Bringing people in. Amen. Now let's quickly switch back. Thank you. Still another said, I have married a wife and did not come. God is saying that, of course, you know, anytime we relate to marriages, we know that apart from you and God, once you are married, Christian people, that is a priority. We know it. But even God is saying that if it, there is another priority. Hallelujah. And that priority is what God looks forward to that others may be invited. So, brethren, disobeying God, the answer will come let's be committed. Amen. So the servant came and reported... Now listen to this. The servant came and reported these things to his master. The master of the house. Being angry. Ah! He was angry. Why? Because the investment in that supper, as the scripture describes it from verse 16, was great. You see, unless you have come to understand the magnitude of what Jesus had done, there will not be an agency, there won't be any agency in your spirit to continue to share the gospel with them. You see, the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the hand, angry, said to his servant, do what? No, the first word, do what? Go. won't. Do what? I want. Do what? Any time we refuse to go, I have I've made an extensive study on the word "go." See, if it is a big G, even in the Old Testament, to go. When you see it like that, it's a kind of command: go, go quickly into the streets and the lanes and of the uh, uh, on the lanes of the city. Bring in here the poor the maimed, and the lame, the blind. Now I understand. It is so very easy to get people who are all the time on the highways and the byways. When the rich people refuse it. I remember when we were young. We went to evangelism we went and knocked at people's gates and you press the bell and you hear such a thing as a voice from the top. Who is that? You say, I am so-so and so. What do you want? I came to share the gospel with God. Get off! Oh, we heard it a lot of times. And sometimes they say, if you don't go, I will release the Sometimes they say, if you don't go, I will release the dogs." But you see, go out quickly to the streets and to, and, and, and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor, the people who cannot afford, people who has rejected. Blessed be the name of, this, doesn't reject anybody. Hallelujah. Anybody that you set your heart to reach out, that person qualifies. Even if he's sitting in a wheelchair, he qualifies. He says so. When he gets to the, the great supper on that day, he not be sitting in a wheelchair. Hallelujah. Over there, there are no cripples. No blind. So brethren, let's be buried in the water. You see the people who started listening. Do you notice that when he started, he started with the people who had something, substance. Did you observe that? Because they, have, they could afford to buy lands that they had to go and see to the land. Of course, if you didn't have money, you didn't have wedding. Have you seen anybody who doesn't have money and is having a wedding? Eh? You are not minding me. Some people, because they don't have money, okay, we are waiting. So even the third man to have substance. I have done my wedding, and please, let me enjoy. After sweating to make money to marry, let me enjoy. That's, but you see, now, It trickles down and now become even mindful by going and to reach out to the pure water seller and to reach out to the ordinary one who is by the roadside and to bring them in on the 28th of February, we are going to have evangelism. I want to use this platform to ask you to bring anybody in and anybody, hallelujah. We ought to do that so that they may come to the supper and I plead with you by the Lord Jesus. Everybody must invite. You won't say amen. You must start praying and you must start being decisive to say, I will bring somebody. I have sometimes I ask myself, What's a hopeless announcement we are making? Because I observe that such a big church, and you listen, and you will see that not less than twelve, and I said to myself, Lord. What are we doing? So those of us here tonight, I want to beg you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Our mandate is go out and invite everybody. Even if you have to give somebody money to say, take trotro," trot, trot I, because I want you to come, just do it. You would have done your part by inviting the people. Hallelujah. Go quickly to the streets and the land of the city and bring in here the poor, the maimed, and the lame and the blind bring them. Verse 23 says, The servant said, That one too I have done. It is done as you commanded. But there was a problem. When I read that portion, I said, become people who are evangelizing everywhere we go. It's too big. And there are too many places to occupy people. Praise the Lord. See, when the servant says, "Done, as you commanded, And still there is room, May it be known to everybody. Like I said, I listened to a testimony of a very hardcore Islamic man. Who says that? By the sight of an American, a Jew, or a Christian, I'm already angry. Then someone, somehow, managed to give him a Bible. He said, no, 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 no. in my religion, it's against. I am not supposed to read a Bible. It's unacceptable. But thanks be to God for the Holy Spirit. As much as he rejected one day he said to himself, "Didn't little did he know the Holy Spirit that said that? Why don't you just take it and read it?" And then he took the Bible, hid himself, and started reading it. And then all of a sudden he would go to his his mosque, up his hand, and would begin to ask the leader of the mosque certain questions. And then the leader said, "No, no, no, no! These questions that you are you are asking me it means you are reading this Christian Bible." Went on this, where Jesus said, "When you are hungry, feed him. Pray for those who will harm you. Who are you?" And then he said, "What kind of religion is that? That you should even show kindness to your enemy?" And immediately he was arrested by the Holy Ghost. And he became a Christian. But that what touched me most was when he was giving his testimony. And then he cried. In fact, listen my eyes. And when he cried, what he said was, that, why? Why? And that has me since the day I heard that thing. He said, why? Why are you people sitting here not telling us? We may pose as if we want to kill you. But you know, to give it to us. Why are you leaving us to die in our sins? Then I realized that the supper is a great supper. And since that testimony of that man after some time now. That question of why you don't tell us has always been ringing in my mind. I want to say to you tonight, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we have something greater. It is a great supper. And if we invite people, they will come and taste it and see that the Lord is good. The Bible says, and still, and still room. there is room. Last week, I was blessed so much. Remember a scripture that was, was it 22, Revelations 22, verse 7 or so. Let's see if it's the one. A man quoted, yeah, yeah, behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he, that keeps the words of this prophecy. No, Um, there's one that he talked about. It's also in 17, the church and the spirit. He said... Seventeen, he said, and the Spirit and the Bride say, "Come." Hallelujah. And let him who hears say, "Come." And let him who tests come. Whoever takes the water of life freely. And the man says, "Saying, Jesus, come, come." But the Spirit. It's not agreeing. It's, oh, it takes the Spirit of God and to let Jesus come. The coming of Jesus is only based on we, as we evangelize, telling the Lord that He should come. And that's also another very solid message in my heart. You know, we can pray, Lord Jesus come, Lord Jesus come. He says, the Spirit and the church must do it. In other words, as we speak to people, we do our part and have people convicted and the sin and coming to the supper, that great supper, sincerely, ah, the Lord will come. You remember what He says? This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached everywhere, then the end will come. Hallelujah. So if we want Jesus to come, let's do our part and a part to the Spirit of God. And I have also seen that it is not very difficult at all. Evangelism is never difficult. Only thing you need to do is to be sensitive. You meet somebody and by all means something will pop up. And you from whatever was said and done and the Spirit of God will give you the authors, and the person can be saved. The person can be involved. Quickly go back as we come to a close on this one. Then the master said to the servant, go out into the highways." Once again, brethren, the essential, hallelujah, essential, the first part of Romans chapter 10, verse 25, quickly, the first part of that scripture, 15, 10, 15, see what it says, the Bible says that they preach unless they are so sending and going is as much as important as the reaching out to the people. If we continue to see, we will not be saved. Praise the Lord. Sending. The Bible says, how can they be saved? Except there is a sending. As long as men embark back on sending, as men move, something will happen. You see, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like the... The lepers, the Bible says that, how can we sit here? If we sit here, we will die anyway. But if we get up, let's go to the asylum. So I notice that anytime time there is a movement, the Spirit of the Lord also moves. Hallelujah. That's why in that scripture, you see that it's very strong. Very strong. To bring them in is very strong. Somebody must take the initiative. When the, the crippled men got up and said to each other, I mean, with their hands short like that, everybody stretches his hand to each other to the middle, and then they all putting it together, say, we agree, we are going. When they did that, Pah! we are going. They got up, as soon as they started stepping, blessed be the name of Jesus. What caused them their feet? to sound like chariots coming and the Assyrians left. What does that? Any spirit of the Lord is ready. Anytime we move, something may happen. It's not because we are so prepared. But may I tell you, when you obey, hallelujah, because it works with a command of preaching. But once you, you take the step of faith, the Holy Spirit will say, now don't think about what you have moved. When you get there, I shall give to you what you ought to speak. So going is important, brethren, and I want to beg us: we must change our attitude towards evangelism. One time, Pastor Bimpo was preaching and made a wonderful, significant uh, uh, statement—sorry, a wonderful statement. He said, that we can take cars, spend money, go to our villages for funeral, can somebody sit down, coming to a village to go and reach out to this person?" He said that, and also it hasn't left me. Purpose in your heart that this trip I am going or I am embarking on is simply to go and tell somebody a great supper. Brethren, we must change. We must change. It shouldn't only be sitting in front of our bulletin that this is what we believe. Winning the souls and all of this. All these plenty talks. It's not what we need. Let's just move. Hallelujah. The master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may do what? There are vacant seats. You don't know how heavy it is for me. When I come on Sundays to see empty, it is disturbing. But I believe that one of us become serious to say, I want this seat by me to be occupied. God will fulfill it. Can we be determined whether there's a general outreach or no general outreach? The Bible says that, go and bring them the byway, the highway. Let's just, even on our private ways, on our private times, you know, we, we did that for the reason that there will be at least a spare time for everybody to be part and may I announce to you that general outreach days are not more than 30 people. They say on the record. Even if we were 600, do you know that if we slept with this matter, something can be done. Go. Go out. Into and the hedges, and compel them. Tell them the supper is ready. You cannot afford to miss it. Every sacrifice had been made in this supper. Please come and eat. Compel them by your word. That my house may be filled. When I heard that my house may be filled, then I had the supper. In the verse 24, as we come to a close, listen to this. For I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. It's a strong statement. Can you imagine that people may come to the point when they could only think that they have been Mr. Good. They never fornicated, as they say. We never did anything bad. We did that, Lord. Why are we here? And He will say, "You are here because you had other things more important to you than the invitation that I gave you." Brethren, can we pray to you and ask the Lord, "May I not lose any opportunity to be? Here? May I not open my eyes?" some of us are too full of many other things. And when they're receiving an opportunity for you to invite somebody to the supper of the Lord, it slips. It shouldn't be. Shall we stand to our feet as we pray?